Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. Peter, it's week two of long distance podding. How are you finding it? Home and away. I'm finding it okay, you know. I think it's I think it's good. We meet at the same time every day on chat. We uh, we have digital notes now rather than papa ones. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I do... Do I have some paper within reach? I do have some real physical paper within reach for the paper shuffles. Oh, Make sure yeah. you've got oh, some actually, foley. Yeah, I best, I best get that. Hang on. Yeah, move sort my that out. But, out the way. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it's good. I do miss our new setup that we had for about two weeks before we had to <laughs> lock down. But, um, you know, it'll still be waiting for us when we get back. What a nice, uh, what a nice set it was while it lasted. Yeah. Yeah. A real a real treat, some might say. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a video game podcast, as I said. We are sponsored every single week by a brand new sponsor. A sponsor that, I mean, it's probably one of the best companies or institutions or, you know, as long as they're giving us money. They're, they're the best place on the planet quite frankly and there's a brand new one every single week peter's got the ad read there in front of him take it away i have um in these moments of you know there's a bit there's a bit of worry about the state of the world the current state of the world the potential future state of the world a lot of uncertainty a lot of people like to turn to religion to uh you know to give them some comfort in their lives Okay. So today's video game podcast is sponsored by Prey or Prey Two. Um, if you want to get serious about this, no. Oh. So if you're worried about anything, just get down on your knees and pray or pray or pray to a god of some description. Right. Um, and it will make you feel a whole lot better. So Do religions advertise traditionally. Uh, yeah, I think that's how they make most of their money. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. By advertising, they, uh, they make by money. advertising. From... Yeah, somehow. I mean, oh. I guess it's divine intervention that they 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 somehow they they put ads up and money gets given to them. It's it's a strange thing. Wow, um, that is a strange thing. Yeah. So so by having so by sponsoring this podcast, um, 
organized religion as a collective because this is on behalf of all religions wow that's very um, progressive they don't usually get along that well no not really that's kind of one of the one of the one of the problems um but but they've they've clubbed together they've put an ad and a sponsor on our podcast and now they're reaping the rewards just by me reading this the, the money's rolling in my goodness me so so remember everyone pray or pray to whoever you want to pray, pray to. to whoever you want to pray to is there a website or is it just a message is that it no no there's no website you just sort of make the sign of the uh insert applicable symbol here mm-hmm. and then you you say dear insert name of god or gods here uh yeah. please can i have um like a packet of like what's or something uh tomorrow fantastic. there aren't any what's anymore are they no and they've all they've all gone that was the first thing to go um the one thing you need to think about there when dealing with divinity is not to sin okay. and one of the potential sins out there of course is dishonesty <laughs> Right, and I think you might find that <laughs> no, this this ad read no, is a lie. Oh God, you are going to the opposite of heaven. I'm not even going to say it. Yeah, I'll, I'll try. Heck, you're going to heck. heck. Going to heck. You're going to heck. No, yeah. we are not sponsored by Pray or Pray To, of course. We are sponsored by the wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you can ask questions that may be featured on this podcast. Of course, we have other tiers and we encourage you to support those as well to get different rewards. But at the very minimum, $1 it will get you access to the podcast post that goes out every week and you can ask a question. We might just use it. Before we go to the first question, Peter. Yeah. Of course, last week we climbed the Windows XP hill in mm-hmm. the video version of this podcast. Of course. People loved it. They loved seeing us slowly make the climb all mm-hmm. the way up. Where do you think we should go for our stroll today? Oh, what about... Oh, it's a bit like Brody Quest, isn't it? You yeah, know, it you, is. You never know where we're going to be. Maybe it's sort of across the Grand Canyon. Oh, as in down in it, or just very small in the distance, the other Ooh, side. Yeah, maybe of it. very small in the distance, just on oh, wow on one of the sides of the cliff. Okay, we'll slowly make our way across the Grand Canyon. I don't mean across the gap in the middle; that would be scary. Just it would just one one side or the other. Okay, I like I like the idea. I'm picturing it in my head. People are already seeing it, of course, if they're watching yeah. the video version on YouTube. I like the the mental picture of a very very small PNG of you and I, mm. just very in in the dis in the very far distance across the other side, just slowly moving along the Grand Canyon. Yeah, sounds nice. Anyway, question one. Uh, this is from Victoria Pennington, who says. What are some book tie-ins to games you would like to see or would recommend? This could be an opportunity to build lore or just examine a character or event that doesn't get their time. I love a well-built world, and I feel like games might have an advantage to presenting this world as they started their lives in a visual medium. But I don't play many games, so I don't know where to start. Much love, and maybe enjoy the solitude with a nice book. Thank you, Victoria Pennington. Thank you, Victoria. I... Don't want to enjoy a nice book, thank you. Ah. I want to play video games. You could do both though with this question. Shut up, Mum. Right. I'm not gonna Jeez. read a book. Read you know what book. I've got? My library. What? It's just a collection of all those little Minecraft books that you see everywhere. Yeah. You know the ones, the different coloured ones. Uh-huh. It tells you how to make a spade. 
and so on. Nice. That's my collection of books. They should make that into a game, that, that those Minecraft books. I think they, they should make it into a film. Yeah. A six-part TV spectacular on Netflix. Oh, wonderful. Magic. Have you got any books, Peter, that are based on games that you have read or enjoyed? Books that are based on games? Yeah. Um, no, not really. Um, no? I can't think of any, to be honest. Um, I can think of games, I can think of books that I'd like to see turned into games, like game tie-ins, but I'm sort of racking my brains as to whether I have any books based on based on games. I know I can think of some that like, you know, like The Witcher, for example, but that, that didn't happen in that order, did it? No. Um, you know, so it's it's difficult. I mean, it might, it might have to take to Google for this. I've read a couple. Oh, have you? Yeah. I've read a couple of game tie-ins mm-hmm. that I can certainly recommend, yeah. uh, as well as a couple of Mass Effect sort of graphic novel-y things, comic books mm. series uh, yeah. that you get in the in the collections. I've, I've read a couple of those. I've no idea where they've gone, though. And they clearly weren't very memorable. But the two books that I've actually read were... One of them was Assassin's Creed Renaissance by Oliver Bowden, or Bowden, or, or Boudin maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sort of loosely follows the plot of Assassin's Creed 2 without... I was about it. to mention this because although I've not read that, my fiancé's younger brother had it once. Like when I went around to their to their house, uh, mm-hmm. he he had it. It's, it's not got any of the modern day nonsense in it. Mm-hmm. So there's no Desmond Miles or anything like that. And yeah. it's because it loosely follows the plot of Assassin's Creed 2. It's essentially then just a a fictional book about an assassin who lives in Renaissance period Italy. Mm. And it's, I, I remember it, but I have, I mean, this was like a decade ago that I read this, but it was, I remember really enjoying it. And uh, it, it has like a whole glossary at the start with Latin slash Italian words of, oh. that are used in the book that you may not, <laughs> may not understand. And yeah. all the characters therein, so it's just literally what Assassin's Creed Two, which was a fantastic game, uh, what what it could have been, without you know tying it to Templars and and we've got to use the way back the internet's way back machine to get all the way into all up in Italy and and then Ezio can't swim, yeah he just yeah. he just drowned and then he collected feathers for six days straight and his mother was terribly worried, uh, it, yeah it's just a really good book set in that time period and uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that so I'd recommend that one I know there's been an Assassin's Creed book I think about every single game mm. uh, but I've only read that one and I liked that one good um, I have thought of one actually that I did read um, well it was a just a little comic book or graphic novel that came bundled with um, little nightmares mm. um, and that is actually I think it's a three part or a five part graphic novel series um that people say is is very good um i read the first one because it just came for free and really enjoyed it um never really then th- I, I think at the time i thought oh yeah you know i could i could read more of this and then i just never did because i don't want to spend my money on that but um you know i would do so um yeah something to something to think about but in terms of game in terms of games that i'd like to see in book form do have a few ideas for that. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to see um, something. 
I'm intrigued by the idea of... I don't know how you would do it, really, but I'd like to see either Inside or... Um, uh, what was the other one? The little black and white one. Um, Limbo. Limbo. In again, it might have to be a fairly a fairly visual medium. You know, it might be have to be kind of a graphic novel. But I'd love to see like a limbo graphic novel, like quite a long one that you can sit yeah. through, and it's just a sort of a series of quite haunting images. I yeah. guess in a in a similar way to the to the little nightmares thing. A PowerPoint presentation on dread, if you will. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, I think I would definitely read books that are set in the Elder Scrolls universe or the Fallout uh, universe. Uh-huh. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they did if they already existed. Actually, they certainly do because that's the other book that I've brought that I've ah. read. It's called The Infernal City and Lord mm-hmm. of Souls. It's by Greg Keyes, and it's yeah. an Elder Scrolls novel or or two. I should say two Elder Scrolls novels set mm. forty years after Oblivion takes place. Right. And uh, it follows a, a couple of characters. This giant floating city appears, and the the dead are walking and oh, and no. rising. And uh, I think either in the first or the second book, they manage to get on top of the uh, of the floating island and city, and they sort of become enslaved. And they have to work in the kitchens and try and work out what on earth is going on. And there's Daedra involved and stuff. And I remember getting completely wrapped up in that. And this was before Skyrim came out. Mm. And I always play as an Argonian in Skyrim because, you know, you can breathe underwater and you can't get sick and you look like a dragon. And yeah. there's an Argonian character in that book called Mere Glim. And because I'm a massive loser, that's what I ended up calling my character in Skyrim when I, when the game released. Yeah, but, uh, I sometimes do things like that. Like I, I remember once... Um, in Oblivion, when he joined the Thieves Guild, there's this Argonian who is also trying to join at the same time, and he's called Amusai, uh, and uh, he doesn't get in because you beat him in like the contest, oh, and I felt really sorry for him. And then later on, he does actually end up joining, and I was like, oh, he's back, Amusai. And he seems like a decent guy. Like The other person you're competing against is a real B-I-T-C-K. Bictk. And... But I felt I felt really bad for Amasai, and then later on, I was making I was like enchanting a ring for myself that would make my stealth even better, and I called it the Ring of Amusai. Oh, that's just because nice. I wanted to do a little tribute to my Argonian friend to honor the boy. Yeah, to honor him. So yeah, that's uh, there's a couple of books there. Those are really good. They're essentially just fantasy novels, you know. Mm. Yeah, um, and and that's. But yeah, I'd recommend those. But I would, I would also like to read a Fallout book. Although, as you said, that that, that may well exist mm. already. Yeah, it might do. There's probably a lot out there that I would actually enjoy if I uh, if I looked into it. Never really read any, you know, Halo tie-ins or um, God, what else is there? There's, um, you know, as you say, Mass Effect. I mean, I've not I've not played Mass Effect anyway. I think there's a Bioshock gate, uh, book that I've not read. Um, there's lots of books out there that do actually tie into game series that I really like, but just never given them a go. But I'd like to at some point. Well, there we are. Hopefully those suggestions help, Victoria. I, I have actually just thought there's also, I think there's some one or two Battlefront 2 books based on Inferno Squad as well, based on the campaign of of, of that. And oh. I've, I've thought about reading those as well, but I haven't. Those fascinating characters. Yeah. <laughs> Love those guys. Yeah. Anyway, it's time to move on it to is. a crazy section mm-hmm. called What We Play In. Yeah. It's time for What We Play In. What We Play In, Peter, I've played so much. 
so many different things as well. Yeah. Over the last... How long has it been since we went into hiding? Well, I don't know how long it's been since we went into, into hiding, but it's been a week since the last podcast when you told Six us. Six years. Yeah, it feels like that, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like that to me. It's going does okay. <laughs> no, does it? Well, yeah, you're, but you're all cooped up on your own. I'm, I'm a very I lucky am. boy here. I'm socially distant. Actually, I saw Tom yesterday. Yeah? Tom popped around to give me a camera card because uh, he wanted something uploading. Hope you didn't interact very much. You're not supposed to be mixing households, you bad boys. No, no, no. I was, I was, uh, I had my running glove on. Mm -hmm. So I was wearing a glove. I opened the front door, outstretched my hand, and he put the card into it. And then we sort of had a conversation from distance for a few seconds, and then he went off. You can't say fairer than that. And we did our best. You know, I've been going out for my one exercise per day, no more than that, or or I'll be tackled. The the SWAT police will flood out from an alley, unseen. They will. Take me down. But uh, yeah, anyway, in that time, I played a lot of different games. A lot mm-hmm. of, uh, not not for significant portions of time, I might add, some more than others, but I have played various different things. Let's start with one that I forgot to mention last week. Okay. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. Oh yeah. The world's longest name. You mentioned it the week before, I think, but I guess you're still playing it. I finished it. Ah. I actually finished it before the last podcast. What a lovely little game. Uh-huh. I enjoyed it. And then it does that thing where it goes, but is it the end really? Now here's all this end game stuff to do for years and years. And I just thought, nah, I can't be bothered. Uh. If it's uh, if I've got a little story carrying me along, I'm not that motivated. I have other things to play. Yeah. So that was it. But I finished it. I finished the story mm-hmm. and uh, I enjoyed it. I liked it. It was a good game and I would recommend it if you want to be distracted by a Pokemon game that's not like a normal Pokemon game. It's fun. Yeah. Very fun. Sounds good. Then I played, mm-hmm. let's see, I finished off The Last of Us, and yeah. I played the Left Behind DLC. What a video game. Several point in that game, several points, I should say, sorry, in that game, where I just started to sort of have a bit of an emotional reaction. I didn't oh. do a cry, but there were just bits where there were lumps in my throat and my eyes started to water a bit. I was like, man, this is just, it's just really well written, isn't it? It's just really good. Oh, good. It's just a very good game. Yeah. Although the control scheme is bonkers. Right. L1 to sprint. Yes, please. What's that? R2 to reload. Sounds good. What? It's just, it's mad. It doesn't It doesn't make any sense. That is mad. Uh, so getting used to playing it and then flipping between different games is really hard. Yeah. Uh, so I sort of wanted to finish it as soon as possible before I got into Doom because I knew it would absolutely destroy me mm-hmm. if I was uh, switching between the two of them. So I finished off that. Really good. Looking forward to the sequel. I'm going through these as fast as I can, Peter. Bear with me. That's okay. Uh, Smackdown, here comes the pain. I talked about it last week as being one of my favorite ever games. I streamed it and uh, created Barbara yeah, I in saw. the game. Yeah. She's she's beautiful as always. As always. And uh, she won a championship in her first night oh. on the season career mode. She became the tag team champion uh, with The Undertaker. Do you know what their team's called? I do, because I saw it on Twitter, but I'll let you deliver the punchline. They're called the Piss Takers. Fantastic. It's not even my idea. I, I, for the life of me, I'm very sorry. I can't remember who suggested it. It was someone in chat. It was very, very good. Though. Very, I'm very good. impressed with it. Uh, I've been playing Call of Duty Warzone, the Battle Royale. That is, um, that's really fun. Yeah. It's free. It does that real sort of transparent... Activision Call of Duty thing where whenever you take a breath it goes level up here's 10,000 XP why don't you spend some money you cheapskate yeah every single time you do anything um 
I am thrilled to know that I will be part of someone's highlight montage after I came second last night by falling off a roof. Oh, brilliant. It was, it was perfect. We had the perfect strategy. We got in a helicopter. We absolutely rammed it into two snipers on the highest roof, stole all of their gear, and then we managed to hole up on a roof and the circle was closing around us, but everyone was on the ground floor. So as the circle was closing, everyone was being forced out into the open and killing each other. And then it was just me and my partner on the roof with a great advantage. My partner parachuted down to try and take people out, got taken out. I then went down after him and I didn't deploy my parachute and I just died. Oh, and then we came no. second. Super embarrassing, but uh, a lot of fun. If you can get a team of three people together... That's that's a recommendation from me. I enjoy it. Uh, what else we got here? Sorry, Animal Crossing. Yes. Still ticking away at that. Did a did a quip scope on it. Same with Doom. Uh, Doom. Have, I've played a lot more now. I will say this. I think it's uh, from a gameplay perspe- perspective, it's sublime. Mm-hmm. I can't fault it. You know, it's so fast. It's so fluid. It's brilliant. I do feel a creeping sense of, for want of a better term. Bethesdification, okay. which has been slowly... It feels like they've been testing out what levels are appropriate over the past year or so, especially in terms of Rage 2 and Wolfenstein Youngblood, where there's a lot of extra nonsense in it that doesn't really need to be there. Right. And Doom Eternal, I feel, personally, has that, in that there's about five or six different things to do in each level beyond just playing through it. And I see it as a sort of a distraction, an unwelcome distraction from focusing on just sprinting through and murdering folk, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, what the game does so very well. Uh, In addition, I think the, the, what's it called? When you're traversing the environment, the platforming sections, that's the word. There are, there are various platforming sections. They're not always obvious. Sometimes the Doom Slayer runs into a room, murders and guts 50 enemies, and then stares at the walls for about 10 minutes yeah. as he tries to work out how to leave the room. It's not... It, it just sort of puts a... It just puts a roadblock in the way of of what is otherwise a brilliant game. And I don't want people to think that I'm saying the game is bad. I think it's really, really good. It's just those are two things that that have stuck out to me as being a bit, ah, okay. Well, I guess especially if it's so fast-paced, you know, during combat, which I know it is, having played it a little bit myself as well, you know, if you're suddenly then having to stop and just look around a room, that, that really does... That's always very obvious in a game where it's so fast-paced a lot of the time. You know, you wouldn't actually uh, mind so much if there was a bit of staring at the wall in a game that was a bit slower, uh, mm-hmm. but it's it's the juxtaposition of going from super fast to a slower section that, you know, that can actually be very jarring. Absolutely. I think that that's the thing. It's the it's the juxtaposition. It's the it's the ludo narrative dissonance exactly. if you will. That's a good phrase. I like that phrase. Where where you've got everyone reacting like the Doom Slayer. Oh my God! It's the Doom Slayer. It's him. Get out of the way. It's it's him. And we've just watched him on the security feed tear through a room full of demons, and then he's fallen. He's he's fallen to his death six times in a row because he can't quite reach that pole that yeah. he needs to vault off. It's uh yeah. It's 
as I said, in an otherwise fantastic game, that is a, a point that's not quite as strong. Yeah, uh, it's not me saying that it's bad. It's just that is uh, that's a, that's a point of frustration for me from time to time in the game. But I'm I am really enjoying it, and I as I said in the quipscope, I didn't think I would because it's not really my kind of game. Uh, but I am enjoying it. Good. So that's good. Finally, 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 the Resident Evil Three demo. Yes, which just sort of appeared out of nowhere, and I wasn't really expecting it. I played it through. It took me about half an hour just going into every room and. And and just exploring stuff. It's got the the. It, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful game anyway, as you would expect, uh-huh. being on the same engine as Resi Seven and and Two Remake. But it's got the same sense of tension, very much so, mm-hmm. uh, as uh, as Resi Two. You know, when you're going into shops and it's completely dark and you're not sure if the dead bodies are going to get up or not. Yeah, it's, uh, it's real spooky. And then. My God, the nemesis. The nemesis pops up right at the end of the demo and it just changes everything. It is so fast and yeah. it's really, really horrifying. It's uh, Mr. X's bigger, scarier brother. Yeah. And um, yeah, that, that game is shaping up beautifully. And it comes out next week, which it is does. the shocking thing. There's just not enough time. There's not. There's not enough time to play all these games. So that is what I've been playing. Sorry talking at you for 10 minutes do not be sorry um on the sub before i move on to my other what i've been playing on the subject of the of the resi demo i debated for a while initially i thought i'm not going to play that because i want to play the full game and you know i i know i'm going to get the game and play it anyway therefore i don't i feel like i don't need to play the demo i almost don't want the you know, I don't want the spoilers, as it were. And I'm sure it's not super spoilery. But, you know, I want I want my first experience to be the full thing. I want to sit down and just play it. Um, of course. Then I thought I would play the demo so that we could talk about it on the podcast and maybe do a quip scope. And then I thought, well, no, we're going to be doing a quip scope, like, in a week on the full game. So we're not going to do a quip scope on the demo, uh, even though we did one for the medieval demo, I think. Uh, maybe we didn't. I think we did. I think, yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we did. did uh, but anyway... So I I've flimmed and flammed for a while and I decided no I'm going to wait a week and then just play it in full but it's good to hear that it's you know it's exactly what I thought it would be and exactly what I wanted it to be so yeah yeah it's really really good and I think that's a good tactical decision anyway because mm. I we're both going to get the game but you are going to be taking point on quip scoping and sort of covering it for us yeah so it makes sense that I've had a little taste Mm. But you get to go in completely fresh, yeah, with your with your opinion untainted, as it were. True. I also know Resi Three a lot less than I knew Resi Two, so I'll be going in even fresher than people who haven't played the demo but have played the PS One version. Um, I I've dabbled a little bit in the PS One version, just you know, at someone else's house kind of thing, but I never owned it and never completed it. So it's right. exciting stuff. It is. It really is. Yeah. Uh, it's it's. Yeah, there's just a lot of games coming out at the moment. I'm hoping to finish Doom this weekend, the weekend being the podcast releases, of course. And uh, in time for Resi 3 to come out. And then, you know, it's only a matter of time before we get ourselves some Final Fantasy 7. Yeah. It just doesn't stop. No, really doesn't. It's a good time for it, though. It's a good time for this all to be happening. It is. uh, in, In terms of... What on earth are we going to do with ourselves? But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's all I've been playing. What you've been playing? Well, I'll tell you what I've been doing with myself. Um, obviously, we played a bit of Minecraft uh, this time last week at time of recording. Um, you know, our Thursday streams, our joint streams, Blazer at the moment are a little Minecraft uh, multiplayer. Um, 
which is, you know, I found very fun, quite relaxing and cathartic, just doing a little dig dug, having a chat, hanging out with the community. Uh, we're doing that again uh, today at time of recording, you know, every every Thursday for, you know, I'm sure several weeks, if not many weeks, um, for as long as people want us to. Uh, so that was that was lovely. Um, I finished Halo uh, Combat Evolved Anniversary yesterday at time of recording um, on on Wednesday. Uh, that was I I thoroughly enjoyed it, um, and I think I would have enjoyed it probably even more if I'd just been playing very casually on my own and just enjoying the gameplay experience. I did feel as it went on that maybe it wasn't as streamable as I thought it was going to be. Um, because I think, I play, as I've said before, I played so much Halo 3, both campaign and um, multiplayer. And the campaign in that game is pretty cinematic and dramatic at pretty much every turn. Um, whereas I found that Halo 1 has a lot of story focus, but it's sort of tied together with a lot of similar looking rooms. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit grindy, I think, as a viewing experience. As a gameplay experience, I think it's got really good gunplay and you don't mind all these identical rooms. But yeah, as a, as a stream, um, I think it. I think we got there. I think we, you know, I, I managed to do a three or four part stream and everyone enjoyed it. But I'm kind of glad it ended when it did because any more of that and I think people would have thought, yeah, when are you going to get onto another game, Peter? Because this, <laughs> you know, I've seen this room a lot of times now. I was going to ask, is it as, is it as good as you remember? It is, but again, I think very much it should be. It, it is kind of a a single player, single even single viewer experience or co op. It's a really good co op experience, actually, Halo One. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely as good as I remember. Um, a- accounting for the fact that it has just aged a little bit graphically and gameplay wise and controls wise, but it really is. You know, I had as much fun with it this time uh, as I ever have. But uh, yeah. Um, Good one. I'm glad to hear that. On top of that, though, uh, while I was trying to get Halo set up on uh, Monday, um, I instead played Scribblenauts Unlimited, which Ooh. is... Are you aware of Scribblenauts? Scribblenauts games? I am, yeah. I played it on the DS back in the day, but that's the only time I've played it. Yeah, well, I've I've thought about for a long time streaming a Scribblenauts game, just you know, from the office or whatever, under the usual circumstances, and I've just never really got round to it. Um, but I thought, hey, that's that'll be a good placeholder for now for Halo, and it went really well. It was super fun. Um, you know, I don't know how versatile the DS versions of the Scribblenauts games are, but in the PC version, you really can spawn in pretty much any object you want, and any object you can't spawn in, you can just create for yourself. So, for those of you who don't know what Scribblenauts games are like, you have this magical pencil and paper, and uh, you go around um, meeting people who say, oh, my cat's stuck in the tree, or, oh, we're trying to design a fountain for the centre of town. And you get your notepad out and you write a word in it, and then that object appears in the game world. And you can you can just write anything you want in there. So we are, of course, riding around on a pink walrus. Oh, uh, fantastic. We've made the rules boss hat. I'm wearing it. We can put it on Billy as well if we need to. Um he can fly for our convenience. Brilliant. So we've got a spawn. You, you open the notepad and type in Billy Ray Walrus and he just appears. Um, so 
it's going super well. It's very um, that is I found like one of the most kind of chat engaging games I've ever streamed, and that's what I'm enjoying the most about it. So I would recommend. I'm not normally one for doing a big plug for my streams, but I would recommend people catch up on the previous vod and then drop by on Monday, uh, and we'll play some more of that. And you know, the chat are able to suggest wild solutions to things like oh yeah. what's that there's some graffiti on the wall let's just blow it up or you know things like that we made the the fountain in the center of town was an extra 50s worth of garlic and it was <laughs> it's exactly what we wanted it to be so fantastic really enjoying that great well, i'm glad to hear that yeah. I, I i tuned into the uh so the last 10 minutes or so, because we also did a, a premiere for Worst Games Ever. We did. It's the first time we've ever done that on YouTube, so people could watch it live at mm. the same time and, and, and talk in a chat and stuff. Uh, so I tuned in at the end, and I saw your I saw your Billy. Yeah. I saw you trying to get stuff for Cleopatra. It looks really fun. It is. It's really good. Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. We'll talk about it at the end of the podcast, but we're doing a lot of live streams now. Mm. Some of you may not usually tune in because you've just sort of you know you're usually at work and you may not even be thinking of tuning in now because it's just not something you've ever done but we either stream at 3 p.m or 5 p.m uh, if you check social media we'll say when we're doing it but it's definitely monday and tuesday definitely thursday and usually wednesday and friday as well so we're we are streaming a lot so if you want to come and see us live then you can do if not twitch.tv forward slash in fact I've, I've got a shortened version let me just grab it oh it's bit.ly forward slash all in caps TJVOD, TJVOD, and that will take you to our most recent live streams where you can watch them back after the fact. Well, that's great, isn't it? And anyone who's not really been on Twitch as a site before, just because you kind of think, oh, I don't really know what that is or what I have to do or how easy it is, it really you do you just tune in. You don't need an account to nope. watch a live stream. I'm, I'm guessing you probably don't even need one to watch a VOD, but certainly not to watch a live stream. So, no. And if you want to chat along with people, then creating an account is mm. extremely simple. And if you've got Amazon Prime, then you can use that that Amazon Prime account to get you a free Twitch subscription. Yeah. Uh, where subscribing, it's not like on YouTube. You can, I mean, we're not going to go into full details. No, here, no. But it's not like on YouTube. It's sort of a paid subscription, so you support the streamer. But with Amazon Prime, you get a free Twitch subscription every month. So you could uh, give that to whomever you desire, mm. maybe even us. Yeah. So, totally your call. Give it a go if you haven't done already and you're now able to. Yeah, we've seen a real uptick in people watching live as is to be expected currently. But mm. it's, uh, you know, we'd love to see more of you. You know, yeah. we know that there are several thousand of you listening to this or or, or consuming it in some fashion. And uh, we'd like to see as many of you as possible, please. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank mm. you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Let's move on to question two. Let's. It's from Jack the Jellyfish. Would you like to read it, Ben? I would love, I'd love nothing more than to read what a jellyfish has to say. Do it then. With everyone being stuck inside, video games provide a great way for friends to still be able to socialise through online co-op and multiplayer game modes. What are some of your favourite co-op slash games, okay, just in general games, <laughs> I'm assuming, to play with friends online? I've recently picked up Resident Evil 5 to play with a friend after hearing Ben talk about the game. P.S. I work as a postman and your podcast helps make the days a little bit easier to get through, so thank you. Thank you, Jack the Jellyfish, and to everyone who is still an essential worker and having mm. to go out and... Uh, and work at, at such a strange time. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got a list here, Peter, that with several games that you'll probably recognize because most of them are games that we've played together. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thursdays. 
Um, I've got Borderlands, of course, mm. is one that I, I can't shout enough about. You know, you can get the Handsome Collection. It was on PlayStation Plus a while ago if you have PS4, but you can get the Handsome Collection, which has Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel in it. There's yeah. Borderlands 1 Game of the Year Edition. There's, of course, Borderlands 3. All of these games are on current systems, apart from Switch. Uh, and you can play through the whole thing in co-op with up to three friends, so a team of four. Great, silly story, you know, fun shooting. You feel like you're actively contributing because everyone's got different classes and abilities and stuff. Yeah. So I'd recommend that. Uh, a way out, as much as we... Hmm. It took the mech out of it was is actually a really good co-op experience yeah it uh, is. really good bespoke co-op experience you can play that online or local it doesn't matter mm-hmm. after you finished resi 5 there's resi 6 which is an awful lot of resi there's there's four campaigns in that game and all of them are co-op so that's a recommendation portal 2 uh, you'll probably have to play that over PC though because you know unless you're going to dig out your PS3 or 360 yeah uh, that's got two. That's called online. Man of Medan, again, you can play that over the internet with a friend. Minecraft, of course. Mm-hmm. It took if, if an idiot like me can work out how to set up a, a private Minecraft server, then certainly anyone else can. Uh, you just do it from your computer, and then you and your friends can all hop into the server together and, and mess around and build stuff. So that, that's what I would recommend. Yeah. I've, uh, I've got Minecraft. I've got Portal 2. I've also got Time Splitters here. Time Splitters 3. Yeah. Um, particularly, but Time Splitters two and well, I I barely played Time Splitters one. I don't even know if they do have co op in that game actually. But anyway, uh, Time Splitters one doesn't. But the other two, you'd have to be it's local co op. It is local co op. Yeah, it's not online. But um, in terms of couch co op, Time Splitters three in particular and two are both great games. I used to play a lot of couch co op with my sister when I was younger on Time Splitters three um, and uh, like uh, multiplayer and uh, you know sort of deathmatch and challenges and things like that. Um, uh, likewise, Halo One and Halo Three. I've I loved both co-op modes uh, in those games. Halo Two, I'm sure, has an equally good co-op uh, campaign. I just didn't play it co-op, um, but loved those games. Couch co-op, so good. Um, also, here I've got um, Terraria. Me and my friends used to have a Terraria server. And I remember the first time I heard about Terraria and saw it, it was during peak Minecraft era. And I looked at it and thought, who who are you? Who are you, 2D Minecraft? What do you think you're playing at? Get out of town. Um, Terraria is actually really charming, really relaxing uh, and super fun. There's these, there's so much, I'll tell you what, the gameplay Outside of so the creativity in Minecraft is better and it's easier to do. It's easier to just build stuff 3D and make make cool and fun looking things. But the gameplay in Terraria is so much better than in Minecraft. There are bosses that you can summon. You know, you find these like artifacts hidden in caves and stuff, and then you you go like, oh, should we summon the boss now or or later? And you may you maybe you go up to your your base on the surface. And you build like an arena where it's going to be easier to fight the boss because you've built all these platforms that you can jump from one to the other. And then you summon the boss and fight them on your own terms in your arena. And, you know, there's all that Mm. kind of stuff that's super fun. Um, And on top of that, just stuff like Jackbox and the like. Like me and my friends, although it wasn't actually Jackbox, we used to play a very similar game to, is it called Drawful in Jackbox 1? 
I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know Drawful. Yeah, we used to play just like a, an online. This was pre Jackbox, but it was a, an online sort of browser version of Drawful. Um, but you know, anything like that that's just a, a fun little, uh, a fun little game that you can play uh, with your friends. You know, zero commitment to a, any kind of narrative. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You got things like Playlink as well. I mean, some of these are. Yeah. You know, they're they're again they're sort of couch co-op, but I'm sure that's still part of. I think it's Playlink is is a great suggestion. You know, families are cooped up together. You're you're with your family currently. I am. You know, my family are all together at the moment. So it's, I think Playlink is a fantastic shout. That's yeah. that's one that everyone everyone's got a phone. Yeah. Everyone can do it. You know, it's uh, it's re- there's, there's, there are some great Playlink games that you know support sometimes up to five players, six mm-hmm. players. So yeah, so that's that's everything. But Terraria, we should you know people should give it. If you if you look at Terraria and think, ah, oh, it's just crappy 2D Minecraft with, you know, it's just, it just doesn't look as good, then that's what I thought. And then I played it with friends and had a really good time. So Yeah, check yourselves, huh? When do you it. check that attitude at the door. Yeah. That 2D door. Thank you. Do it. Well, Terraria. You might see that and think, huh, it's a bit, uh, huh. bit, um, Bit weird, isn't it? This is a bit strange, yeah. A bit weird, right? Bit have, you got, have you got your Have you got your paper? You got your uh, paper? No, I haven't. Hang on. Hang on. Okay, you got your paper. Got it. Okay. Just unfold it. It's folded in half. I can't really do okay. the stack noise. Tactical paper. I like it. You're ready to go. It takes okay. up a lot of space. Paper. It's better to you know fold it in half for later. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. You said that's a bit weird. It's weird news. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Weird news, it's time for weird news. The world has stopped, but the weird news keeps coming. What you got, Peter? Uh, I've got something here from Kotaku. <gasps> okay. It's been written by Luke Plunkett, purveyor of weird news. Yes. Thank you, Luke, for your c- consistent and constant and continued efforts to bring the yes, weird to the world. Um, F1 is cancelled... So drivers will race each other in the official video game. 
What? The F1 season, like most major international sports, is currently on hold. And like a growing number of international sports, athletes have found one of the best ways to keep busy is to challenge others online in the video game version of what they normally do for a living. So, as La Liga's footballers finish up a weekend of FIFA 20, the organisers of Formula 1 have announced the F1 eSports Virtual Grand Prix series, which will see, quote, a number of current F1 drivers playing Codemasters' official F1 2019 game on PC and having it broadcast worldwide. Wow. Interestingly, because some drivers are pretty good behind... Are pretty good behind. Oh, I see. Uh, interestingly, because some drivers are pretty good behind a virtual wheel and others aren't, the competition will be configured in such a way to encourage competitive and entertaining racing, which is a gentle way of leading into the fact that rubbish drivers will be given advantages like reduced vehicle damage and optional anti-lock brakes and traction control for those less familiar with the game. Wow, seems to be a bit of outrage about that from this from, yeah. from Luke. Um, the races are going to be held on the same days as actual races were supposed to go down. To pad out the field, since not every every F1 driver will be taking part, a bunch of formula, uh, a bunch of former drivers, sorry, uh, as well as esports drivers and random folks like music artist Liam Payne, professional golfer, uh, golfer Ian Poulter, and six-time Olympic gold medalist Sir Chris Hoy are being roped in to drive empty seats. What what is what is this? It's bizarre, isn't it? What is happening in the world right now? That's so that's so strange. They're just padding out the starting grid with Liam Payne, Ian Poulter, yeah, and Chris Hoy. Uh what about this this broom isn't doing anything? Can that can yeah. hold a controller? God, has anyone can we can we get coronavirus in on on <laughs> in pole can position? My primary school English teachers free. Yeah. Fantastic. So uh, there you go. If you're an F1 fan, you'll still be able to watch the races, albeit digitally. With Sir Chris Hoy yeah. and Liam Payne. How odd. Very strange. Really weird. Goodness me. Okay, my weird news. Mm. We go to Nintendo Life and Liam Doolan. Ooh. This is from a week ago now, by the time this releases. Mm-hmm. Mario Project in PS4's Dreams comes to a halt for containing copyrighted material. Oh, it was I think this sub- was going to happen at some point. And the subtitle is The Beginning of the End. Mm. And uh, we'll have a we'll have a chat about this after I finish reading, but here we go. It appears to have finally happened after a few months of PlayStation 4 users creating absolutely any kind of ge- ge- game, any kind of game they wanted to in Media Molecule's latest hit Dreams, Sony has begun to take action against certain themed uploads. Dreams content creator at Piece of Craft shed some light on the situation, explaining how they had apparently been contacted by a big video game company and were told to stop. The same message went on to reveal how all of their Super Mario projects within the PlayStation exclusive were then put on hold. And there's a tweet here, uh, someone asking if Nintendo contacted them, did they get your email from PSN or something, and Piece of Craft replies, The email came through to the same email I have linked to my PSN, but it was from the Legal and Business Affairs Division of Sony Interactive Entertainment Europe, mm. not so not from Media Molecule, and stated Nintendo themselves had objected to my use of their Super Mario IP in Dreams. Okay. The creator allegedly received an email from the Legal and Business Affairs Division of Sony Interactive Entertainment Europe detailing how Nintendo supposedly objected to their use of the Super Mario IP in Dreams. 
while other companies, at least for now, don't seem to mind players recreating their own games and character models in Media Molecule's new title, if the above story is true, it seems Nintendo might not feel the same way, which wouldn't exactly be a surprise. Right. So, on the one hand, I understand they're protecting their IP. Yeah. On the other hand, Nintendo are very, very litigious happy mm. with this kind of stuff. They do not, any fan games, any fan projects, they have crushed many underfoot in the past. You know, Pokemon projects and Mario projects and all sorts of other stuff. Uh, I get it. I understand they're protecting their IP, but when it comes to dreams, I don't, I mean, really? These, these people are just sort of ultimately making homages to stuff that they love. Yeah, exactly. And we don't know where Dreams is going to be in six months' time. People could be making fully-fledged Mario games, and yeah, I understand that might be a concern. People aren't going to be buying Dreams to play Mario, though. It's just going to be on there. Uh, if Media Molecule managed to put in a system a lot of people want them to, which is that people will be able to monetize and sell their games, then it becomes a real issue. But yeah. for now... I feel like this is just it's it's not very necessary and it just kind of makes Nintendo look look like the bad guy really. Yeah, it does. Um but you know at the same time I kind of thought this was inevitable. Um I think it's just yeah. a shame that it happened so soon and that you know like you say <clears throat> these are like it's homage, it's um you know it it is it really is just this is a this is a fan project based on such and such a game, you know, whoever it is or whatever it is that they're making. And I don't think it's going to take away from, in this case, Nintendo's revenue or sales or, you know, at the same time, that's not the only argument for protecting one's own, you know, uh, creative property. Like, it's not just whether or not it's going to, you know, affect you financially. Sometimes it's just, well, you know, that's my, that's our character and we don't want to see them used in such, you know, in, in a certain way. But, I don't know. It, it all just seems a little bit. Someone was going to do this. Was going to make this move first, and I'm completely unsurprised that it was Nintendo of all companies. But um, yeah. it's a shame. It's a shame, and hopefully, it doesn't spiral out of control and become a, a a giant issue that plagues the game. Maybe you know, maybe there'll just be the occasional one-off uh, episode of this. But for the most part, people will just be able to carry on doing what they're doing. On the other hand, as well, though. Um, you know, it encourages people to just come up with their own stuff. And, you know, that's that's a good thing in and of itself. You shouldn't really have people worried that they're going to be in trouble for not coming up with completely unique ideas. But, you know, if it encourages creativity at the very least, then that's a bit of a silver lining. But, you know, it's it's a funny old thing. And I don't think really it should have happened. That That's the, that's the hope, isn't it? Yeah. That uh, people aren't just going to recreate stuff they like. Mm. And, and just put it out there. But, you know, that, that's... I don't see why that should be an issue. Yeah. You know, it's ultimately, it's a tribute. You, no one's monetizing it. No. Nobody is, you know, putting Mario in compromising positions because there can't be any sort of adult-rated stuff in there. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's... I just don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. It's, it's, currently, it's not a platform like Steam is, mm. where they they had ev- they would have every right to go after a game that features Mario that goes up on Steam. Of yeah. course, this isn't Steam. You know, this is no different than. It, I mean, as as 
as it's been described before, YouTube for games. Yeah. People just make their own stuff and upload it for people to play for free as long as you own Dreams. You know, it's, it's, I mean, they do go after YouTube well, videos, yeah. actually. We know they do. So it's, it, I think it's just, it's just overreaching and overreacting on Nintendo's part. If it were different circumstances, I would totally understand. And ultimately, I do understand because, you know, it's their IP and so on. But I just think it's, in this instance, it's unnecessary. Yeah. They, they didn't need to do this. No. Well, that was pretty weird on both both parts. Um, Indeed. We've got a question here from Dan Scott, which features something a bit weird, actually, to start with. A little, little segue there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Scott says, Hello, Ben and Peter. Recently, our hilarious friends at Peter, that's the P-E-T-A, the, you know, whatever it stands for, the animal people, they posted a vegan guide to Animal Crossing. You might cover this in weird news. We didn't actually. Uh, but no, it got cause, me because flip Peter, quite frankly. Yeah, flip I don't him. give them any more coverage than than they deserve. They're not having any airtime from us. Um, but it got me thinking. Says uh, continues Dan. Playing the new Animal Crossing, where your villager is vegan, would actually be a pretty interesting self-imposed challenge on the game. Have you boys ever taken it upon yourself to play a game while imposing certain limitations or challenges upon yourself that the game doesn't ask you to do? For example, I know knife-only runs are popular in the Resident Evil community. Uh, much love, Dan Scott. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Thank you very much. So something I looked into recently, with a view to maybe live stream it, was, um, you know, I people do keep saying to me, oh, I'd like to see you play some more Spyro, because they know that I like it, and I guess some people either missed me play it the first time round, or just for some reason want to see even more of it. Um, but I've I've been on the fence about playing anymore because I've I've done that much already. I looked into whether there is a run out there where you can get through any of the Spyro games without either uh, with either flaming or charging. I don't mean flaming and charging. I mean you know do one or the other. Um, mm-hmm. Now certainly from Spyro two and Spyro three, things are essentially just locked behind you know, doors and challenges and things that require you to, at various times, flame stuff and charge stuff. So that's not... You can't do that. Spyro 1, I feel like you could almost do it, but I don't think you can. You need to be able to charge to get through certain areas because of supercharge. You have to, like, smash stuff down or, like, you know, uh, make make it past raising and lowering platforms that you can't do at normal speed um and then there's also a couple of uh things where if you don't flame something like in um haunted towers there's a level where you need to use this super flame to get through the entire level that's the sort of unique part of that level um so it it's not it's not doable basically but i'm aware that there is a way to play spyro 2 without collecting any treasure um, oh, okay. By and it's very sort of speedrun strat kind of thing. Like you're not playing it legit. You're you're like boundary breaking and stuff like that. Um, so it's it's very much a deviation from the from the normal game. You're you're breaking you're breaking the sequences. But you know, I like the idea of having to learn some of these um, glitches and techniques to like get around gems. And then because you've got no gems, you have to actually get around certain barriers that normally money bags would lower for you and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of out of bounds and stuff. So I've thought about doing that, but I, I've never actually played it. Um, 
And I can't really think of stuff where, you know, of an example of a game where I have ever done any of these sort of limitations. There's some that I've watched online and that I've thought about doing myself, but I can't really think of any I've actually done. How about you? Well, I've done some pretty crazy things for trophies before. Right. Uh, and I have one specific example that I'll, I'll give in a second. But the first thing that I've got written down here is, is while we haven't done full playthroughs, of course, we have done various challenge runs oh, for course. Rules yeah. Boss no, episodes yeah. in the past. You know, you've you've played through the the opening section of Resi, Resi 4 with, with no firearms. Mm-hmm. Um, cra- a Crash Bandicoot, was it Crash 3? A Crash 3 level? With one hand? Yes, with one hand. Two, yeah. Which one was it? I'm not sure which Crash game it was. Crash 3 it was, yeah. um, I played through the opening of Dark Souls, I think to the first boss with the controller inverted, yeah. upside down. Um, among other things, you know, we've we've got another rules boss in the in the tank, by the way, pre-recorded, so that will be going out at some point. But we've done various, you know, challenges before, but not whole games, no, not not whole playthroughs, because I don't. Ultimately, I don't think either of us really have the time, no, exactly, to, to do it. Uh, when we want, when we're playing a game, it's either something we've never played before, or you know, it's it's we're playing through something again because we we want to enjoy it and unwind. Mm. We're not. Uh, you know, we're not we're not really in the in the I don't know what's the what's the, in the field of of online video game players that that really focus on that kind of thing. Yeah, but we we do try it in microcosm for for little challenge videos. Mm. Uh, the the one example that I've got is Batman Arkham City. This being the Arkham game that I've talked about before, where I was so excited for it that I read uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Oh yeah, the Frank Miller. I think it's Frank Miller. Uh, comic because that was the only pre-order skin I got so I wanted to know what this Batman was about and of course it's one of the best Batman stories of all time anyway Mm -hmm. Uh, so I was super excited for this game and I played it on the hardest difficulty right off the (laughs) right off the bat (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because I I was like right I'm gonna be Batman I'm ready to be Batman and on that difficulty you don't get the alerts above your head when you're about to get hit so you can reverse it or dodge and it's a testament really to Rocksteady's development prowess right. that there are there are tells when people are about to hit you, but that if you get when you get used to it, you do feel a lot like Batman, just sort of knowing that guy's about to hit me, I'm gonna dodge, yeah. I'm gonna reverse. And I managed to play through the whole game on the hardest difficulty on my first playthrough, with relatively few issues and without the uh, the need to have mm-hmm. alerts on for my for my bat sense when I needed to press the reversal button or, or get out of the way of stuff. And that was that was super satisfying. But I know that when they inevitably announced this new Arkham game or Batman game yeah. from Warner Brothers uh, that's probably not developed by Rocksteady, uh, that I'll probably just play it <laughs> the normal way because I don't have time for that anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. Come on. Come on now. Yeah. No, this, that's the only that's the, that is a shame because I really like I've I've always said to you I think when we've been thinking of content ideas that I really like when people play games in unorthodox ways and I guess yeah the way that we do that now is is with rules boss but even like full playthroughs of stuff I I enjoy watching that kind of thing on YouTube something that I've told you about a million times and I've probably also mentioned on content once or twice before is um the guy who played Dishonored trying to make every um assassination look like a murder uh sorry mm-hmm. look like an accident 
Um, So it was, uh, the game doesn't sort of recognize whether or not you've done that. It was purely, you know, he was just talking through uh, with with his audience of like, oh, here's what I'm doing. And I feel like that's a good way to make it look like an accident. But you would do stuff like, there's those twins in the black cat, like brothel place. uh, And he did one where he possessed a guy, he, he possessed one of the targets, which makes them throw up. Uh, so he made sure he threw up in front of a guard. Uh, then he he walked into a bathroom while still possessing the guy. Um, and then once he'd got him into this bathroom, he he killed the the guy, left him face down in the bath, and then put loads of um, empty whiskey bottles all around the bath. So hmm. you've got a witness, this guard, who just sees the the bloke go into the bathroom, throw up. And then the guy is found face down in the bath, surrounded by by beer bottles. So it looks like he's just got drunk and drowned in the bath. Um, yeah. And I I enjoy the creativity of of that. And there was a whole he played like six levels or something. After a certain point, he said, "I can't keep doing this now because from this point on in the story, you can't really pretend that things are accidents, like because of the nature of the game." But yeah, for yeah. the first few levels, it was it's a super fun thing to watch. You guys should look it up. It's called um, Dishonored Without a Trace, I think but I would highly recommend that series. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's time to move on. You got your paper there? I have. I've got it right here. Okay. It's time to move on to something massive. It's it's huge. It is. It's a big discussion. Big discussion time, Peter. The big mm-hmm. discussion today comes from Trevor Price. That's it does. Trevor Price. To pat, pat. Where I don't have a pocket full of change. I don't need change. Do you need change at the moment? Who needs change nah, at the moment? You should be doing contactless if you can. Absolutely. Hi, yeah. Bon and Potter. Given all the people stuck at home turning to gaming, even those that usually do not spend much... Okay, let me try this again, Trevor, because it's re- it's weirdly worded, isn't it? Hi, Ben. And- Hi, Bon and Potter. Given all the people stuck at home turning to gaming, even those that usually do not spend much time gaming, full stop, do you think that this will be a benefit to the industry in the long run? Cheers, Sandwich. Trevor, are you okay? Cheers, Sandwich. Are you okay, um, Trevor? It's like a cheese sandwich, but a cheers one. Think stroke. You're right, Trevor. Yeah. Um, this is a This is a tricky one. I think... Certain in, uh, industries associated with gaming might benefit from this. Um, you know, I think game retailers will probably do quite well. I think um, online services, you know, Xbox Live and and uh, you know, well, everyone's uh, PlayStation and do you pay? For, do people pay for Nintendo's online service? Yes, yeah, they do. Um, I think they'll they'll probably you know make a bit of a killing with lots more people at home wanting to play stuff online. Um, whether developers and publishers, other than obviously the revenue from game sales, whether whether they are adversely affected in the long run or whether they benefit from this, you know, I'm less sure because it might really hinder their, you know, it might hinder game development, which in turn could have an effect on their sales in 2021 or, you know, their their release schedules and so on. So... That's a, that's a less cut and dry one, but retailers, a lot of retailers are doing quite well if they've got an online service. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think there's there's certainly something to be said for the for this kind of entertainment industry. The film industry is struggling at the moment. Obviously, lots of films being delayed, yeah, uh, and and pushed back, and filming of several TV shows pushed back, and games may well see a delay as well, particularly in the in the development field. But in terms of the 
customer-facing uh, sales aspect, you're right. Digital storefronts are going to be doing very well. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be not only an increased player base from the core audience who have more time to play games, but there, there's, there are also more people who are bored and looking for things to do. Either people who casually game or are looking at getting back into gaming. Someone who used to play World of Warcraft maybe 10 years ago is thinking, yeah. well, now I'm at home, might as well see if, you know, I heard WoW Classic is back, I might give that a go. Or they might be trying it for the for the very first time. I browse Imgur a lot, Imgur, mm-hmm. Imgur, however you want to pronounce it. And um, there was a viral post on there this week about a a 40-year-old mother uh, asking for recommendations and tips about trying out Minecraft for the first time. And she did a a live stream and everyone went along and and sort of helped her play Minecraft for the first time. That's nice. There are also, there's there's a whole untapped audience that may well be thinking now. We we're talking about PlayLink earlier, for example. Even if it's just family games, some people people just want stuff to do now. They're they're at home, so not only are you getting that core audience like us who have more time to play games, but also casual fans and people who've never played games before may 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 be looking to to hop on in. And, Absolutely. Uh, you've got Call of Duty Warzone, which, as it turns out, has launched at the perfect time. Yeah. Because there's this brand new, highly polished battle royale game that's free to play. I'm sure that's doing absolutely phenomenal, you know, numbers or mm-hmm. what have you, even even though it's free to play. And your favorite game, Peter, Predator Hunting Grounds, yes. which neither of us are particularly that fussed by. It looks to be fine. Uh, it's coming out on the 24th of April. I've started to see more adverts for that, especially on Facebook. And the reaction is really positive like lots of those shocked faces lots of those you know heart reactions or whatever yeah. we're talking thousands of of likes and stuff i think if this game was coming out in a time where final fantasy 7 remake had come out resident mm. evil 3 re- you know remake had come out uh marvel's avengers if it hadn't been pushed was coming out shortly after and life was normal so to speak yeah it wouldn't get a look in but because no. people are at home and they want new things to play, there's so much more hype for it now than there would have been if things were different. Because frankly, as we talked about in in Quipscopes and stuff, it's not it's not good. It's like it it's it really is just okay. But if it's just another game to play, if you've already been playing your you know whatever your World of Warcraft and your your, your Borderlands for a bit, and you think, oh, I've played a lot of that today. Maybe I'll just pop on a bit of Hunting Ground just just for, you know, half an hour. Then, yeah, it'll serve a purpose. They'll probably do some okay sales. Um, it's another one of those asymmetric multiplayer games, um, of which there aren't so many. So it's still it's a relatively unique uh, concept for the time being. So, yeah, I mean, you know, good luck to them, of course. But, uh yeah, I hope I hope that everyone gets gets from that what they need to get from it. But you're right in terms of people picking up games that they used to play. I mean, actually, my group of high school mates who have a WhatsApp group, uh, and that's normally how we the only time we really chat now is just on WhatsApp. Even though we used to game a lot, um, we have all said like, "Oh, well, we're all at home now, working from home. Let's." let's start gaming again, like, if we can, if we've got the time. And we're the, that's the group of friends I used to play Terraria with, as I just mentioned. Mm. Um, and although, all right, we already all own Terraria, so uh, I can't remember who publishes it, actually, but the, the publisher isn't going to gain any more revenue from us picking that back up. 
Um, but that's just an example, you know. We might then, after we've been playing a bit of Terraria, say, oh, let's all get this new game, whatever it is, and, and play some of that. Let's get some Predator hunting grounds in. Um, so, yeah, I think for sure there's going to be a lot of old gaming groups getting back together. There's going to be a lot of people playing stuff solo at home when, as you say, maybe they've uh, they've they've not gamed for a long time. Um, so retailers will do very well. And as will Xbox Live, PlayStation Plus, Nintendo, on, online calls, whatever it's called. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think I think hopefully overall, for the most part, this is, you know, not going to have too much of an effect on the, um, or too much of an adverse effect on the industry. But you've got to feel for those developers and publishers in terms of actual production of games. Yes, and I've heard a lot of Naughty Dog are now working from home, uh, as, as are other developers too. So hopefully mm. that doesn't impact the, you know, the, the release schedule of, of these games too much as they've already been delayed. But, you know, it's these are, these are strange times and yeah. the, this couldn't have been predicted. So if there is a delay, then that, that's, that should be expected and, and understood. And I guess um, some of this stuff can be done from home as well. You know, it's not that like all game development will have ground to a halt. I'm sure there's aspects of it that can't be done from home. Um, mocap and things like that but yes you know um you know i bet i bet a lot of the artwork and animation and the likes of that can be done remotely to a certain extent i hope so anyway so you know yeah. it's it's certainly not gonna completely stop all game development for the foreseeable it's just gonna very much get in the way exactly and as as we said digital is probably going to do really well physical might suffer a little bit you know mm. people can still get stuff delivered obviously but uh, square enix issued a statement that said physical copies of final fantasy 7 remake might be in somewhat limited supply so yeah. you may not get it on release day uh so there's there's that aspect to be expected as well but again as we as we said earlier in the podcast we have already had so far this this month we've already had I think two higher quality games than the vast majority of last year's "quote unquote" big games. Mm. Uh, the the next few months are mad. This year, as everyone is trying to get all these games, especially the delayed ones that were meant to come out last year or earlier this year, everyone's trying to get their games out before PS5 and Xbox Series X launches. Yeah, and so it's just absolutely jam packed, full of high quality, hotly anticipated games. And it just so happens that a lot of them are coming out during this time. Yeah. And Final Fantasy VII Remake has already gone gold. You have to imagine Resi 3 has done the same, given it's out next week. Uh, the Last of Us uh, Part Two has wrapped on, on its motion capture and stuff, so they're just polishing and putting the final touches on the game now. Mm -hmm. So all of these games are going to come out, uh, some sooner than rather than later, obviously. Uh, but it's just... It's it's just fortuitous that it happens to be now, yeah. Because there's lot there's a lot to play, and there's a lot of people who want to play games. So the games industry is probably not going to be affected that much. In fact, it might actually do very well yeah. out of this current situation. Yeah, I believe there so. We go. Yeah. Cheers, sandwich. Cheers, sandwich. And, uh, Trevor, don't don't call one 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 because they're very busy at the moment. Just uh, just go well, have a lie down. I mean, if you're having a stroke, never call one one one. Call nine nine nine. Yeah, immediately. go straight. To, go straight to the hospital. Hospital. Although it's been a little while since Trevor asked this 
question. So I hope he's okay. And don't drive yourself. If you think you're having a stroke, do not drive. Don't do that. Think bike, cycle instead. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's it. Those, that's the mixed messaging we love. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed, uh, if you're watching the YouTube video, our stroll along the Grand Canyon's edge. We made it. We did make it. And we hope all of you are safe and happy and healthy and doing the best you can. If you want to check out more from us, as we said, we're doing a lot of streaming. Uh, why don't you head over to the following places? Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. We are doing so much streaming and hope to continue to do so for the foreseeable. Uh, we've also got, you know, the usual content over on youtube.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Uh, whenever we stream on either of those platforms, we're modded by Lord Brotovich and Cecil Prumps. They do an excellent job and have been doing an excellent job for many months. <laughs> um, our social media, where you can get in touch with us if you need and keep, stay up to date on all our news and things, uh, our, our social media accounts are twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. Luke Eldon looks after our Facebook and uh, he does a very good job of it. Patreon. We've got a Patreon. There's all kinds of rewards over there. Even just for $1, not only can you submit, submit questions to this podcast, you can get into an exclusive room on our Discord, which incidentally is bit.ly forward slash Team Triple Jump. That's modded by Jack, Joe, and Crimson Dragonfly. It's a lovely Discord. You can go over there. Even if you're not a patron, there's all kinds of different chat rooms you can go in. Um, but we've got different different Patreon tiers too. For $5, you can get Worst Games Ever two days early. Mm-hmm. For $10... You're a walrus child, and we do a, a Discord call with people once a month. Um, that's that's all lovely stuff. We did one this week, um, and there's all kinds of other rewards as well. So check it out on Patreon. Yeah, Play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple forward slash triple jump <laughs> is where you can get the audio version of this podcast. And finally, we've got a website, triplej.mup. We've got stuff on there to look at with your face eyes yeah those face those filthy face eyes yeah did you know that you can follow us on instagram at that peter austin and at ben potter 20 and on twitter at that peter austin and at confused underscore dude where you can you can go do that we do lists every tuesday and thursday streams every monday tuesday and thursday but with more currently Worst Games Ever. It's fortnightly. Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. It was a Worst Games Ever week last week. And it will be a Worst Games Ever week next week. But not this week. The podcast. It's every Saturday. And we try to do shows as and when. We have a couple more saved up. And they will be going out soon for you. Please leave us a review slash rating on your platform of choice. Maybe on iTunes. It helps. Something to do with algorithms or algors rhythms. One of the two got a few mini announcements here obviously streams twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump please go and watch those there's a video going out on april fool's day and you won't be able to believe your eyes you won't believe your eyes i see yeah yeah it's a long list it's going out it's one of our ranked lists and that will be on i think it's tuesday it's wednesday's the first isn't it wednesday's april the first um Oh, let me pull up my calendar. I'm, Wednesday I'm is April the 1st, yes. There we go. So that'll be out on Wednesday, and that'll probably actually be replacing our traditional Tuesday and Thursday lists for that week. So mm-hmm. make sure you go and watch that on April April the 1st. One other thing, 
that I forgot yeah. to note down on the running order, so Peter doesn't have it, but I remembered during the stream, is that on, let me just get the date up. Yes, on, I know what you're going to say. On, on, on the 2nd of April, so Thursday, our usual streaming day on Thursday, we are streaming again for the Cats Protection League. We're doing a charity stream. We will be streaming from unconfirmed time until unconfirmed time. Mm. Obviously, we won't be together. It'll probably be some more Minecraft. We'll be building some cat-related things. Every single dollary do that we get donated during that stream will go straight to the cats. So please come along if you can. We'll promote it a bit more on social media, obviously, closer to the time. But uh, Thursday, the 2nd of April, we will be live streaming in aid of Cats Protection League's awesome players as part of their gaming meowathon is what it's called very good and unlike last time where it was just sort of a, a set number of streamers part of their their first awesome players weekend this gaming meowathon anybody can sign up anybody can stream in aid of cats protection league and the gaming meowathon so just uh, just go and check it out i'm i think it's on tiltify uh if you go to if, if, if you look up Pawson players, you should be able to find all the information uh, that you need. But certainly we'll be tweeting out links to where we'll be streaming and how you can donate in aid of the kitties. Yes. Put right. it in the kitty. Put it in... Go on, put it in the swear jar. Yeah. No, no swearing for the cats. Not allowed. Right. I think that's all, isn't it? It leaves just enough time to head back to our sponsor. Um, are you worried? Yeah. Don't be worried. Uh, you can find solace in the power of prayer by getting down on your knees and taking some time to pray or pray to a god of your choice. Yeah. If you want to get serious about this, uh, the god will do stuff for you and make you feel better about oh. everything. About everything? About everything, yeah. Just, what, just in general? Whatever you want, whatever you like, whatever you ask. Oh. Okay. Dear God... Please yeah. make it that Simon Miller lives forever. <laughs> he's going to. You seen I that guy? God's yeah. not going to take him from us. No, he's the healthiest man ever made. Ever, ever manufactured. Yeah. Built I think in he a... probably was manufactured. He's just too perfect. Just built in a lab, wasn't he? Yeah, the I think he's made man. by Apple. The Apple Miller. Such a yeah. shame that our, our, our workplaces mean that we can never be together. Ah. Oh. So One sad. day, though, we'll One see him day. again, I'm sure. Yeah. I hope he's okay. I miss him. Me too. I'm sure he's all right. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Keep your loved ones close, but not that close. Oh. Now go wash your hands. You, you, you broke social distancing. Come on, behave yourselves. We'll be back next weekend. Thank you so much for listening slash watching, and we'll see you very soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 